Before we dive into today's episode, I want to introduce you to The Cobble Group, which is our sponsor here at the Commercial Real Estate Investor Podcast. You know, one of the most frustrating parts of being a commercial real estate investor can be finding and leasing your next deal. And that's exactly why you need a brokerage partner like The Cobble Group. The Cobble Group is a commercial real estate brokerage based in Tennessee, helping buyers, sellers, and landlords navigate the world of buying, selling, and leasing commercial properties. Whether you're interested in office, retail, industrial, or some specialty type of commercial, the Cobble Group has you covered. While the firm largely focuses within the state of Tennessee, they've worked on projects from new construction development in Kentucky all the way to single-tenant net lease investments in Texas and can likely help you with your next investment project. Check out their website at thecobblegroup.com. That's T-H-E-C-A-U-B-L-E group.com or reach out directly to the office by email at office at thecobblegroup.com. Now, let's get into today's show. This week's episode originally aired on our YouTube channel, which you can just find by searching for my name, Tyler Cobble, on YouTube. So if any references don't quite make sense, feel free to check out the show notes for a link to the original video. Here we go. Everyone's heard of cash on cash returns, but there are other ways to determine how successful a real estate investment is. Today, I'm going to show you how to calculate commercial real estate investment returns using my three go-to calculations, cash on cash, internal rate of return, and return on equity, which is where many investors miss out. If you're investing in commercial real estate, you're probably looking for a return on your capital. And one of the most attractive aspects of having commercial real estate investments is that you can receive monthly dividends through cash flow while hopefully gaining appreciation on the property. But you need to have a concrete method to be able to determine which investment you should take on next or how your current portfolio has performed after acquisition. Up first, the return on investment, ROI, or cash on cash return. The ROI or cash on cash return is the most commonly used investment measurement in all of real estate. Return on investment is calculated by taking the monthly or annual cash flow of an asset and dividing it by the total amount of money you have invested in the property. For example, say a property receives $10,000 a year in cash flow and you invested $100,000. You divide that $10,000 cash flow by the $100,000 down payment, which gives you a 10% cash on cash return. In this scenario, your investment is giving you 10% of the original amount of money you invested every year. Not a bad deal. You could also consider cap rates as a member of the cash on cash return family, since they're technically a cash on cash return if you were to buy a property with all cash and no debt. So what are the benefits of using ROI? Well, there's a reason the cash on cash return is the most commonly used measurement in all of real estate. It's very simple to understand. It gives you a quick snapshot of the profitability of a deal in a way that is easily compared to the stock market or other investment vehicles. And the ROI is just a great way to determine a return since it's based on the cash out of pocket you will be deploying. But there are also drawbacks of using the ROI as well. While the simplicity of a cash on cash return is a benefit, it is also a drawback. The ROI only gives you a measurement of return based on the initial investment you made into a property at a specific point in time. Your time value of money isn't taken into account, which isn't 
too important for some investors. And it also doesn't measure your return based on your built up equity in the property. Next up, the internal rate of return or IRR. The internal rate of return is a more high level investment measurement. This calculation takes your initial investment, cash flow distributions, and the length of the investment into account in order to determine your returns over time. There's no simple way of actually calculating IRR, so I highly recommend using a computer program like Excel. So here's an example. In this scenario, you make a $100,000 investment for a period of five years. Over that time period, you've received $45,000 in cash flow, which some investors would just equate to a 45% cash on cash return over that five-year period, and that's certainly not a bad return. But since IRR takes into account the amount of money you have invested over a time period, you'll see that that return according to the IRR is actually 8.83%. So what are the benefits of using the IRR? Well, in internal rates of return account for the amount of time that your money is invested. Unfortunately, while a cash on cash return is helpful to determine the initial quality of an investment, it's only a snapshot frozen in time. Utilizing IRRs gives you the opportunity to compare different lengths of investments, as well as their prospective returns, to help you determine which direction is best for you to take. But there are also some drawbacks to the IRR too. Calculating your internal rate of return can be very complicated. It's not a measurement that you can simply perform in your head while looking at a potential investment opportunity. You will have to add it to your underwriting spreadsheets. Your IRR calculation will also take into account future cash flows and estimated sales costs, which just aren't concrete numbers. Finally, the return on equity or ROE. The return on equity is arguably the most forgotten or neglected measurement of investment returns, but it should be at the top of every sophisticated investor's list. ROE takes into account your total equity, including equity that has built up over time, and measures your cash on cash returns against that instead of your initial investment. So for example, you buy a property and have $100,000 in equity to start. As your property appreciates by 3% each year, your cash flow remains the same at $10,000 per year, but your return on equity decreases. This scenario is very common among triple net properties where the rent remains flat for extended periods of time. You're building up equity in the property while your cash flow remains the same. So while you may have had a strong initial return on investment, each year that number will decrease. You now have what I call captive equity that you've created in this project but isn't returning anything on your investment. So you can choose to either refinance, take out a line of credit, or sell that asset in order to put that capital into play. So what are the benefits of the ROE calculation? Well, your return on equity will show you if you have capital in play that just isn't giving you a strong enough return. At some point in your investment, you will cross a threshold where the returns on the built-up equity are lower than other opportunities you may have. Return on equity can tell you when it's time to pull that capital out or divest of that project. Now, ROE also has its drawbacks. While the return on equity is an excellent measurement, and it's one of my favorites, it tells you returns based off of essentially phantom equity. Sure, the equity is there in the property, but you either have to sell the property to realize the gain from that equity, refinance, or take out a line of credit. It's nice to know that you have more capital created in a project, but it can also be frustrating for investors if you don't have any opportunities out there to move that capital into. So which is best, ROI, IRR, or return on investment? Well, that's an excellent question. Sophisticated investors will be utilizing all three of these consistently throughout each project in order to better monitor their money as it works for them. Every investor will have their favorite real estate calculation though, and that will depend on the type of investments they're making. 
One nice aspect of these measurements is that they give you a different view of your returns at each stage of your investment, before, during, and after. I recommend using all three throughout the life of your project so that you can maximize your potential investment returns. So there's your rundown on calculating commercial real estate investment returns. If you found value in this video, please be sure to like it and subscribe to the channel for more commercial real estate investing strategies, leasing and management tips, market updates, and more.